welcome to another episode of Masterpiece UK. It's Marlies from the social media team and I'm here today with Rosalyn. That's a name, right? Yeah, Rosalyn. Okay, perfect. I forgot to ask you beforehand. But um, so today we're going to be talking about grace, which is our theme of the month for July at Masterpiece UK, which you might have seen on our social media and talking about what does grace mean? What does it look like and how does it transpire into our daily lives? So I'm here with the lovely Roslyn. Would you like to just introduce yourself, what you do and things like that? Uh, thank you. Um for having me. Uh, so as said already, my name is Rosalind. Um, I um, I call myself a community builder um, just because I love bringing people together when it comes to things that are faith-based, um, but also when it comes to um, things about um, personal development, career development. So that's something I do on my nine to five. And then when it comes to faith-based, I am part of a group of four women we run a podcast called Preachers' Podcast. And we just talk all things on just the transitional struggles for women as they are building themselves in, in their faith and just on shedding, sort of shedding away certain things that um, that used to kind of take a hold on us um, in our past. Um, so, yeah, that's really what I do. Um, I love um, authentic authentic. Um, stories about people's walk and um, because um really embracing the love of christ and then allowing that to define you and for you to view yourself as you view him is not as simple as people make it to to look to look like or sound like and so anything to do with that i'm on board um with it and so thank you so much for reaching out to me when you when you reached out to me i thought this is an absolute privilege so um thank you for having me well thank you for being on the podcast um and yeah just what you said I love what you do I love the like, I had some listen uh listen to some episodes on the podcast and I was like oh my gosh yes I went all the way back to see you <laughs> Oh my god! We've got come so far, though. We've come so far. <laughs> I mean, look, it's still gems. The content that was in that episode I listened to was good. Um, I listened to Christian Guilt, which was Ooh, yes. 2019 that you guys released it, and I was just like, "Yes, this is so fitting for what we're talking about today." And yeah. before we get into it, though, just give us a bit about the podcast. I find it so interesting. How did that come about? And yeah, how did it all begin? Yeah, of course. Um, so the podcast is something that initially actually started with my fr my friend Josephine and I. Um, um, being I wouldn't I don't like this word millennial Christians, but <laughs> let's just label it label it as that for now. Um, I think that um sometimes when you grow you grow up in church for the majority of your life, it's very easy to live a very performance based um walk where you know what the, the, the right things are, you know what the wrong things are. Sometimes there's a lack of understanding as to why you should have been doing certain things. Um, and there isn't a true understanding of, um, of how we view God and building a relationship with God. And so a lot of the times, because of that, I feel like your walk, our walk in itself is very up and down, but it can only be stable where you understand that the relationship with God um, isn't about, okay, I do the right things, so he blesses me, which is why I love this topic when you mentioned grace, because for the large majority of my life, I kind of viewed my Christianity as a works-based um, 
um, system. So when I'm not doing anything bad, I'm not talking to boys, I'm not doing anything, God needs to be giving me all the blessings. And then when I yeah. slip up and I do something wrong, then that means that I've messed up. And then I, I we've, we found ourselves in that cycle for quite a long time. And I think it's, it's really kind of stripping away what is the root of um, the issues or the patterns that we're facing. And then just talking to people about their experiences. And so we realized that in the, the reality is that a lot of Christians are not re really one sharing just the struggles that they are going through and how they're actually overcoming it. So a lot of the times we glorify the, the end of it, like, oh, you know, let's say if someone struggles with lust, you're not going to be done with, you're, you're not, it's not something that becomes obsolete. So it's not something that leaves you. Is something that you've grown we thank god that you've come out of and you've grown out of but it's something that it will be something you have to check on a daily basis as part of your walk because it's an area of um it's like a tender area for you so to speak and i think that um when we, the more we spoke about that the more we could see that there are a lot of things that we experience um when we go through the lows but then the the lows happen because there's a lack of understanding and there isn't enough community sharing on the challenges and the struggles that people are going through so it just seems like everyone has got it together and i'm like the yeah. biggest sinner in the world and so that's really what the platform is about like is um four different women we're all in various stages of our lives um so we have one that is a bit older um and she has a breadth of experience and knowledge um, and so she's like our, our mom, our big sis on the podcast. We have one that's married. So she's always able to bring stuff from like a relationship point of view, um, which is always great. And just how that transitions from, you know, being a married person. We have one that has been in a massive, on a massive journey with embracing her confidence, embracing who she is and not trying to let society define her. And then lastly is myself. And it's just really just, I'm a, I'm so big on not letting your past define you. So I'm the one that's kind of always advocating for not letting your mistakes define you and having grace for yourself, grace for your journey and uh, identifying the roots of things that you're going through and not just targeting the symptoms of what you're seeing. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we do. We try to encourage women not to fall alone and that, you know, when things you... You feel discouraged in your walk you feel like you've done something wrong it's not to be up yourself about it but it's about the progression you're making getting yourself back up and moving forward because when you're stagnant it's definitely when the enemy also strikes because he knows he can continue keeping you down and away from god i love i love that so much and do you know what it is as well one thing you said was how we need to talk about the struggles and the challenges yeah. that we face as christians because we're often with social media especially like you just see christians that are in their word all the time always blessed always filled every time they come on their instagram they're filled with the holy spirit which is great to see but it's like what does that look like 24 hours in the day do you really wake up every day feeling the same do you like everyone has a struggle even if someone portrays mm -hmm perfect life online maybe they're already married got their kids but you're still struggling with something it could be the tiniest thing in someone else's eyes but it could be the biggest struggle to them which i think is so important so as we're talking about grace today i wanted to begin by just asking you like what does grace mean to you now what does grace Ooh. personally okay so um i'm gonna start with just the general like definition we always get which is grace is 
unmerited, um, is undeserving, um, is unearned, um, kindness and favor of God. I feel like I always hear this wherever like church you go to, whatever ceremony here. But I'll say personally for me, grace is something that um, is free, first of all. And so it's something that I don't have to do anything to earn it. So, um, but the only thing, if something is free, admit what what else is there to do with it? Just accept it, right? So the way I see grace is something that for me to accept. It's something that God has given me that covers me, that is a buffer for things that I'm not able to do. Um, and it's just a reminder that God loves me. Like grace is, I feel like grace is like a, a manifestation of who Jesus is when he came down and he died for us and he just covered the multitude of our sins. So I see grace as something that is there for me to, to take, is there for me to accept and allow it to do a working on me, be it that I'm struggling with something, be it that I feel overwhelmed with something, um, but it's definitely not something that I have to like, work to gain which is something that i think i had this um understanding for a very long time that i had the notion that i have to do stuff for me to receive grace but it doesn't work like that grace is absolutely free um for me to accept it but where i believe and accept it then it means that when i'm doing when i'm on my journey when whether it comes to work whether it comes to um my my walk whether it comes to relationships I'm not doing it alone and I can look to God to help me get through it. Yeah, I love that you said that as well. A lot of people, when they begin their Christian walk or if they, for example, grew up in the church for a long time, they might have a different view of grace, like you said, that um, that you have to work for it. I think that's because with humans, if you look at grace from God, you don't need to work from it. But grace from humans is very conditional and we... Yeah. As much as we grow up in the church, we do kind of experience conditional grace because of, you know, people talk about church hurt because that's from conditional grace. You know, everyone, yeah. sister, sister, sister. Then when you slip up, they're like, oh, oh my God. you're no God. longer, you're out, you're banned out of the church. <laughs> you know what I mean? So where's the grace in that setting, which is kind of sad and worrying because it gives people the wrong impression. But I think as well, remind yourself of the scripture and remind yourself that you, that God's grace is what what you have. It's not human grace. It's not looking for grace from others. We're looking for grace from God. Yeah. One definition I saw, which was really interesting, was because you, you mentioned how it's undeserving and this and that. There was one defi- definition I saw, which is a I forgot what it's called. When like you, it's like a poem, but like with each letter of the of the word. I forgot what it's called, but it's God's riches at Christ's expense. So each Ooh. letter. Um, that's it acronym what's yeah. it so god's riches at christ's expense um what do you think about that definition i love that god's riches at christ's expense you know what what comes to mind when you say that it's like it's something that's already been paid for yeah so christ has already he's already it's already expensed like it's already been paid for and so it's god's riches god's blessings um whether whatever way that I define rich richness or riches to be, um, is that for me? Because somebody else has already paid for it. Yeah, exactly that. Um, which I think is so important to remember because grace is not just because for me for a long time grace meant forgiveness. I mm. kind of 
the line between the two is kind of blurred in my head kind of mm. still but it's also God's promises for you it's yeah. not just um you know tangible things but it's also you know when you have grace you have joy when, when you have grace you have uh wisdom when you have grace you have understanding and all of these great blessings that aren't tangible things but are yeah. key things to get you through your season yeah it's so important um also based on what you said as well um how we just established that grace was at christ's expense and it's free do you feel like grace is something that you could lose because sometimes people do think that do you feel like grace is something that you could lose yeah so it's so interesting um I asked this question a couple of years ago, or even I think more recently, because I was trying to challenge someone on it. Um, and 100% not. Um, I, I don't think anyone can use grace. Something that's for free cannot be lost. But grace is there for us to take it. And I think that for me, the caveat is accepting it is freely available, but it's a choice for us to um, grab it with our hands and take it on board. So with all that you were saying that, you know, God's promises, God's promises are available for us. You know, he says that, you know, we, um, he will never abandon us. We shouldn't be anxious um, that he, he's always there when we need him. We should cast our cares all, all onto him. With these things, it comes with having faith and believing and accepting it. So where you don't believe it, it's then hard to then, um, not and not necessarily benefit but it's it's harder for you to have that experience so i wouldn't say that it's something that can be lost i think grace can never be lost because it's freely available but the part that we play is to accept it yeah yeah i agree with that it's also be i think it's also because it's beyond our human understanding it's like wow no matter what i do i still have grace like i've been of my house i've been banished from society but i still have grace which do you think you could abuse grace because it's free yeah so do you know what? i feel like reality like real talk real talk we can abuse grace because and i think that that's why sometimes churches sometimes they 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 don't they don't want you to feel like you're free to go and do whatever you want you know yeah. because oh god's grace is sufficient for me god's grace and so i will do it i, I can do whatever you want um i think grace can definitely be abused um but i how do i put this so i think for grace great grace is jesus christ personified and jesus came to die for our sins the ones that we'd already committed the ones he knows we're going to commit so all the stuff that we're even doing to even abuse grace god has already seen that um but the relationship with God isn't about I do the right thing so that he can bless me or so that he can give me grace. Um, I see it, I equate it to being in a relationship with someone. So so I'm engaged and um, oh, with my partner. Thank you. Um, I literally got engaged during like lockdown last year. So, so I, I thank God for that because with all the, that whole panoramic pandemic, all that stuff. But not something. I just thank God that at least a blessing came out of it. Um, but yes, but when you're in relationship with somebody, you do things not because you want to, like, I don't do things for my partner because I want him to take me out or, you know, 
like I like food so for him to buy me food a lot or whatever but mm-hmm. I do things because I love him and so I'm conscious of how I speak to him I'm I'm conscious of things that he likes I'm conscious of things that he doesn't like and because I love him I try to do things that would you know make him feel good right and I think that that's the big part of the big part um, when it comes to our relationship with God is that it needs to flow from a place of love. It cannot flow from a place of fear because where you're abusing grace, that means one, you truly do not. You, you need to question where am I in my relationship with God? And I feel like that's something you have to do daily as anybody, where, wherever you are in your walk, because you know the, the, the word says that the flesh is weak by default. Our flesh will always desire things that are opposite to what God wants us to do. So it's a dying, it's, it's, it's a dying daily process, right? But um, where you love God, even if it's hard, your desire is to strive to do what he requires us to do. So to um, understand his word, to um, stay in habitual sins that draws you away from him. And, and the, good, the great thing about grace is that even certain things that, you feel like it's really difficult to overcome it's like god i am i'm trusting you to help me and heal me and deliver me from from this and i think that that is the percep is the that's the perspective that people need to have that it's a it's it's not so much looking at it like oh um god has already covered my sin so um you know can i let can i let's say like when you go out and it's like oh can you touch my breast can you do this can you do that like just trying to figure out what is the benchmark of the sin no um because if you love god and you deep it it, there's a certain level of i shouldn't be flirting with the idea of of doing this if i love god and so um that's why i was i kind of separate the two because i feel like it's very easy for us to abuse grace but if we say that we truly love God, then we'll be conscious about not losing grace, but, but actually seeing grace as like a, as a bonus that you're, you're doing this thing, not by your own strength. But I can't remember, there's a scripture, but it says that we, it's the Holy Spirit, it's the grace that gives us that desire and then the, the power to do, to, do to, to live a godly life, right? We cannot do that on our own, but that only comes from, viewing it from a place of i love god and so i want to please him and not so much of oh he's done it for me or he's he's forgiven me already so i'm gonna do it or you're doing it out of fear because you don't want him to be angry with it, with you because that also is in the case yeah i completely agree and like you said all we have to do is accept it and i think yeah. as well like when you think about it when someone gives you something so huge for free it's so easy for you to question it. Like if someone came to you right now and said, take this Lamborghini, it's yours for free. You're thinking, for why? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to drive on my dad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that's like with grace. You're like, how is this even possible? Like, and when you don't accept grace, it's almost like slamming a door in God's face. Like he's sacrificed his son for you. He's done all of this, not because we deserve it, just because he loves us and we, we're not accepting it. Yeah. That's difficult to accept. When would you say that you understood and accepted grace during your journey? At which point did you think this actually makes oh, sense? That's, that's a tough question. I don't know. So I feel like I feel like I'm always learning about grace. Mm-hmm. 
um, I'm learning about what it means um, to me and my walk. Um, I feel like I've always accepted it, but again, um, just going back to the point that I made about, I've always treated it as a, like more of a transactional thing. Um, rather, so it's, it's always been a works thing for like the longest time in my walk. Um, and I'll say maybe it's only the last couple of years that I, I um, had a true understanding on what it meant. Um, and even my church, we're doing like a Bible study series on what grace is. And there's so many layers to it. So they, like we've been learning about different types of grace. So there's like um, obviously the saving grace and there's the, um, you know, when you're saved, what you, what you get from salvation once you give your life to God and that's the salvation, your salvation. And then there's the sanctifying grace, which is, you know, what helps you to sanctify yourself, purify yourself, especially in areas that you feel like you're struggling with. And then I, um, there's also um, serving grace, which is finding your calling and what areas that God has called you to, to do and the gift that God has placed in you. And it's like thinking that, oh, I can't do this, but God has already given you the grace to serve in that area. Um, so there's so many, I feel like there's so many layers that in my walk I've, I've learned and they've, they've meant different things to me at different stages. But I will say that in terms of acceptance um, now is um, we're just constantly reminding myself that God loves me and that there's nothing I can do um, to, for God to like, um, kind of like, I don't know, like push me aside or be done with me. I think that um, I um, am from my past, had made certain calls that affected me and kind of allowed it to negatively define me and my identity. And so I was very tough on myself, even though I was coming to church. And like, I've always been that person that's like a, a little bit loud. Um, what's it called? I do a bit too much. And so when, when you're used to people saying, oh, like kind of like telling you to like pipe down and um, be quiet or you know don't look this way and stuff like that unconsciously especially in church as well unconsciously there's a part of you that feels like maybe you're not good enough or you know you're not fitting in in the in the box that God wants you to look like so I think for me it's the constant reminder that God loves me just as I am and if there are areas in my life that he needs to change he will prune he will cut off those areas and if those areas don't need to be changed, they need to be sharpened, you will prune those areas. So I think for me, it's a daily reminder because for the longest time I had this, I had this um, perception by myself that, you know, I'm this difficult person, I'm this loud person, I'm this, all this negative stuff, right? And God doesn't see me like that at all, you know? Like I'm, I'm perfect in his eyes. And so, yeah, for me, I think, I think I, I've accepted it, but it's a daily reminder because Certain things in life will make you feel like, oh, oh I, don't, I don't know if I'm really feeling myself today. And I, I have to remind myself that God, God loves me as I am. Um, even if I haven't opened my Bible app today, I haven't done my devotion today, God loves me. And as soon as I start feeling like, what's going on? That's when I need to plug in and then remind myself of what he's saying about me, which is being in his word. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, I relate to that as well, but from a different perspective, it's a bit weird when I think about it sometimes because yeah. where I grew up in the church, kind of sort of started going to church when I was about 10, 11 years old. And I don't know, I kind of, un I 
put a lot of pressure on myself because I've always had a lot of pressure on me growing up. You know, I'm the oldest at home. I have three younger siblings, so yeah. all girls. So, well, it's like I was told growing up to be the perfect example all the time. And yeah. by that, I literally took it literally. Like I was, I, everything I did was not for me, but to be the perfect example. Even though obviously now I understand my sisters made their own decisions. It's not my fault if they do something. Do you know what I mean? But for me, from my perspective, it's a thing of people always viewed me as, oh, Marley, you're so good. You're so good. And I was always like, but I'm not. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. And I think it's kind of the opposite way because it's like I was condemning myself the most because people had this other perception of me. So there was a time in my life where I had sinned and I beat myself up for it for years. Mm-hmm. Even though I repented. And also mm-hmm. now when you repent, just leave it, it's done. But the devil, oh my, he was mm-hmm. on my case. I, when I tell you, every Sunday for like two years, I would repent over the same sin. Like, <laughs> Imagine. No, it's the pressure. It's the pressure. It's both ways, like good or bad, no matter what people are saying about you. you can, like, Easiest, easier said than done, but we cannot let the way people see us be how we see ourselves. Like it always has to be drawn back to, um, we're drawn back from God. And it's like, even when we mess up, like, like that's why we have grace, you know? He's saying, you know, just, I, I remember there's a, a, on a pod, um, one of the episodes, I can't remember, I don't know what we were talking about, but um, I was referring to um, Nemo, Finding Nemo. And um, I don't know if it was the first one, Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, but it was the bit that it was like, whenever you, life gets you down or whenever you fall down, you have to get yourself back up again and just keep swimming. It's like, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And that's how I see my walk every time. I'm just like, okay, they're like, this is really hard or I'm feeling tempted to do something. It's like, no, God, like I have to keep swimming. I have to keep swimming. Like, I have to keep swimming to you. So if that means I have to be in your word or I have to, or if I have to even um, silence all the voices around me, it's like, you know, you just have to do that. But I'm so glad, like, well, I hope that you're not beating yourself up again and you're not still, like, repenting over the same thing. But, yeah, no, sometimes it can be like that. But um, the great thing is that you, you go through that and then you're able to share your story with someone and encourage someone, which is why I'm always, like, we need to build more communities. It's the sharing of these stories that will bring like deliverance and healing and liberation for some people to not feel like they're alone because our experiences are similar or so different, but we can both relate to um, the struggles of it. Exactly. How would you say like from now, from, from the beginning of your journey of Christ to now, your grace to self has changed, would you say? Because I feel like we need to show grace to ourselves as well. How how's your journey with self-grace, I guess, been? Yeah, this, this, this one is tough because it's definitely my area of improvement. Um, <laughs> I'm a, I'll say just personality-wise, I'm a very, I'm like a, you know, a go-getter, like a very a type A person. And so I always have this like, okay, God, like, this is what I'm doing, what do you think, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll just go for it. And so when things don't go um the way that maybe I anticipated or whatever I really do be on myself about it I can't say and lie to you like I still struggle in that area um 
especially when it comes to my 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 career like I'm so grateful and so blessed by how far God has brought me in such a short space of time but I'm definitely I do, I feel like I don't show enough grace to myself and it, it's something that um I'm thankful that I have a partner that reminds me to take it easy and just show grace to myself sometimes um it means that it will require me just doing counseling just to kind of unpack certain areas that I feel like I'm being quite tough about myself and I have amazing friends as well that are just like like Ros, like you're doing great, like just don't don't dwell on the negatives, you know. So um that one is very tough. Um but I, I I'm still I'm taking it day by day. And I have like I've I've put together like a, a bank of like scriptures um for especially because I, I struggle a lot with anxiety. I struggle a lot with worry and um, when it comes to certain things I'm doing in my life so whenever that I feel very overwhelmed with that and I just realize I just know that I'm not showing grace to myself at all um I just um I read the scriptures and I try to just list myself and I and and I've I've done this over years and I like the list has gone from like here to like here um and it's like some of them are like declarations and things like that so it really kind of brings me back and, um just realizing you know that it is really not about me it's not about what i'm doing it's not about things going well it's about you know what is the journey right now and what is the season that god has put me in right now and if it's to learn you know fail at things and learn it he's going to give me the grace to get through it and learn it if it's for me to push through persevere so i can come out knowing better he's going to help me to do that but yeah it's it's, it's definitely a, a a work in progress for me what about you Grace herself. Oh, I struggle with that. Like, like I love hearing people's story about this. Like, like the situation I was just explaining. Like, I did not have grace for myself for like a good two years. I just, mm. with me as well, it just it it's sort of thing where sometimes when you know that you've done something you shouldn't have done, or you maybe, I don't know, it eats you up inside. Well, it does for me, yeah. and it just constantly plays in my mind especially when people praise me and in my head i'm like but you don't know what i've done honestly and it's like molly's is not upset with you anymore like god's forgiven you a long time ago and that's that's the difficult thing because it also not only does it pull you back but it also blocks your blessings because you don't accept yeah. them and God bless you and you're like no but you're upset with me God like what's going on and God's like no you, I, you already prayed two years ago this mm -hmm. is this is old news now yeah it's, it's hard to accept um, I also wanted to ask you because grace and forgiveness kind of ties in um have you ever experienced a time where maybe your lack of forgiveness for someone else may have just only hurt you so my lack of forgiveness for someone else um hurt me yeah okay. and that's a really good question um, but it's something that i don't yeah. feel speak about enough because i was in church the other day and we we're talking about forgiveness and the importance of releasing someone and my pastor was saying that on the news there was a pastor i don't know when this was but she said also pastor from the church of england on the news and her two daughters got um stabbed and she went on the news and said i forgive the man i release you and I was like, wow, that's so powerful. I was like, wow, two, your two daughters gone like that. And you release the man. And it's the fact that she says she releases him, like she forgives him. Because if you don't, it hinders you. 
as well yeah. and it hinders them so I yeah. have an experience where maybe you find it difficult to forgive someone else and you hurt you in the end yeah um yeah well se- several times <laughs> several times I think um in the past and I think even well I know I think now I'm better but I used to be one of those people you put you 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 play with me once you're exed out um and uh yeah and I think um the the thing is with these things right um as perfectly as you said before forgiving someone really isn't about the person isn't about their act it's about you because it costs is so much more it costs you so much more to hold on to that pain and how they made you feel and um I'll definitely say that even when it came to the area of relationships I think that like I had experienced so many bad situations and I was still holding it a grudge against um the the guy that in my current situation now it was so tough um for me to really accept the love and so I see forgiveness as like something in your hand like this when you don't let it go God is not able to release something better into your hand um and for me it took some time to I, I don't I, I really feel like sometimes people kind of talk down forgiveness is like it's an easy thing like thank god I just prefer I just forgive them that and then you think that you're you're over it, it it's it's not that linear I think that forgiveness sometimes it could mean um maybe speaking to the person that enclosure I do not recommend it but you know sometimes it can mean closure sometimes it could mean therapy sometimes it could mean um you're you know you forgive the person but you don't necessarily talk to the person it's not that linear but the the core of it needs to be that you're letting go like you're letting go um as you said you're releasing it and um even when you see the person um it's like and you started for some time where you said god i forgive the person so if it means i think like in the past what i've done is like if it, I see the person, I feel like it's bringing back like the pain, and I will I will double down on like praying for them. I will double down on asking them how are you. Like I will do more. I will I will do more to show kindness so that it remakes the feelings that are trying to kind of like come up. But um, I definitely I definitely say um, agree that holding on to a, a pain, holding on to a grudge, we're very much as we're human and. God has made us in a way to be loved and to be accepted. And then when someone hurts us, when someone goes against that order, it, it will affect us. But that's why we have God, because he actually loves us no matter what. Even when we move mad, when we don't move mad, he accepts us as we are and he loves us as we are, which is how beautiful it is. And so it's really just emulating how God sees us that we're not, sometimes we're not even worthy of it but he still accepts us and he loves us. So that person, I'm going to let go and then I'm going to allow God to bring what um, he wants to place in my hand so that I can, you know, walk in his, um, in his purpose for me or whatever it is that God has me in, in that season. Yeah. What do you think about um, when people say forgive and don't forget? Because I'm a bit 50-50 about that. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm one of those. <laughs> I, I believe in forgive yeah. and shine your eye okay so i believe in you you forgive you don't hold it against the person but you apply wisdom in how you operate with the person 
So you don't, you don't, you, I don't, I feel like forget is quite, it's quite a loose word because it can be like forget we're back to square one or it could be like forget what they did and operate within a, a specific remit. Um, but I, I just think that I just believe in forgive but shine your eye, i.e. use wisdom in how you operate with that person. If let's say you let your guard down with somebody and then they, you know, they um, abuse that, that, that boundary, you don't cast that person out. You're still, you know, it, it can be that you allowed the person close, but in terms of how you actually let the person close, you apply wisdom. You're not closed off to the person, basically, but you're, you're selective as to what you come in, what comes out. So just guarding your heart against like people like that, I think mm -hmm. just be more conscious and apply wisdom, but you don't need to completely like X amount. If that makes sense, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, it does. And yeah. like, I was thinking about that the other day because, like, the, the Bible tells us to guard our heart, and I think that's so powerful because it's so overlooked. And it's like, yeah. is that for a reason because forgiveness is not easy. And if that's you guard your heart, then that's how you end up in a situation when you need to forgive. Whereas if you guarded your heart, you wouldn't be hurt, mm. not hurt as much, and you wouldn't take things as personally. Um, I had another question for you. Um, how can we accept God's grace during difficult seasons? Like, how do we, how do we accept the grace during tough seasons? Maybe you're unemployed for a season. Maybe things just aren't working out. What does God's grace look like in that season for you? Um, so, um, I'll say just a practical tip is um, just going through um like scriptures of what god's promises are um there's been times where i've gone through difficult moments and i've just been like god what's happening and i feel like i'm praying i'm praying but i feel like you you pray for things to be turned around right so when they're not turning around it's like god please what's going on um but yeah so i'll say that first thing is um praying that god gives you the grace to get through the season. So if it means that it's a waiting season for you, um, i.e. let's say if you have a job and that's a period that you, you know, you're you're not you're not working that moment or whatever, it's about God get help me to get through this season. And I, I tend to ask myself, the second thing I tend to ask myself and I always say to people, ask yourself why, like the why for the season that you're in. Um is it that um to spend more time with family is it to spend more time with god is it for you to have rest is that what you what i'm desiring for the difficult times i'm desiring for um oh sorry what i'm desiring for that i'm that i'm not getting and so i'm deeming my situation as difficult is that something that god wants for me um and so yeah so that's second thing asking your wise and then i'll say the third thing is is just is really about um just asking god to give you um, grace. There's a, there's a verse, um, let me see if I can find it. Um, uh, weakness. That's so important because we all, I, I believe in everything's for a reason to learn and everything's a learning opportunity. So when you're in a dry season or a season that doesn't yeah. make sense you, it's like, what can I learn from this season? Did I maybe- yeah, exactly months ago i prayed for patience and now i'm going for the season where i need to have patience yeah yeah 100 yeah. because it like the, the trials we go through are not for 
I feel like they're, they're never for no reason. Like there's always a, a reason behind what we're going through. And um, I don't know what scripture says, but it talks about even James, how when we go through trials, um, it builds us, it, 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 it helps with our self-endurance, it helps us, it prepares you for what's ahead. And so there's always a season behind, but there's this scripture, I think so I found it, it's 2 Corinthians 9, um, 11, wait, no. 2 Corinthians, no, sorry, 2 Corinthians 12, um, 9, I'm just going to pull it up because I really love that scripture because it's always a reminder that like, like things are bound to happen. So it says that each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. Um, and, um, and then there's a second part. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. And so whenever I'm going through a moment, um, seasons of things are not going well, I feel so weak. I feel so helpless. Um, I always pray that God, your, your work says that, your word says that sometimes I have to go through these things so that your power can manifest itself in that season. So whatever that you want to happen in this season, let it be so, but teach me how to get through it. Help me in how to get through it. Um, and for me, I think that that is, is very hard to have that perspective, but I think it's a, it's a, it's a daily reminder that the, the season I'm in is for a reason and it's not like the end of the story it's it's the plot twist of the story it's true and it's um, a thing of um complaining you complain too much at you complaining i feel like that stretches out your season the same way it did for the israelites in the desert yes Everything stretched it they're complaining yes. their disobedience but they're complaining stretched out this the dry season yeah. and they're always so quick to be like, oh, it's not fair. I've got no money, or this is not moving. But we, it's so hard. But we just need to rejoice. Yeah. Find something in everything, Lord. I yeah. still have my house, Lord. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I still have this. I still have that. Yeah, exactly. It's Looking at the good things, focusing on the good things, rather than the negatives. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, it's hard though. It's really hard. Um, yeah. how we can show grace to those who are suffering um how can we show those who are suffering that that same grace without being cliche or without you know anything like that how can we show yeah, um, i i would say that um um reflect on christ to them um and i am um, that's one of the, the the ways that like i feel like that's one of the reasons why I always say, oh, I'll call myself community builder, community builder. But it's um it is it's about extending what Christ loves look like. So people that are struggling, be it that, um, I, I feel like even just like just um encouraging someone, um, if it's like giving money to someone that is in need. Um, but I, I think even just being able to make people feel um, like you can relate to them in their situation um, is always like a big thing for me. Um, I'll say that in areas that um, I've seen like people around me struggling, most times they have not been Christians and they're just struggling in something in their life. And is me, you know, being able to say that, do you know what? I don't, I always say, I don't want to be preachy, but this is what I do and it works for me. And I'll definitely recommend it. And then when they try it out and then it's like, oh, this has really worked and I, I'm enjoying it. And for me, that is like the, the greatest feeling 
Um, so just being able to, showing grace is just being able to understand where someone is coming from, accept them, and being that encourager, making them feel like they're not in the season, or they're not alone in what they're going through. Um, and so it's just extending yourself um, in that way um, to, to people. Yeah, I completely agree. I just clocked the time. So just to finish off, um, do you feel like there's a lack of grace on online, on social media? I think Ooh, with yes. culture, celebrities, it's so hard because people don't leave room for error. And yeah. how do you think we can show more grace to them? And yeah, what, what's your opinion on that? Oh, 100%. I feel like we're in a we're in a season where social media has made everything so instant and so quick and people can just go and they will just be saying anything and in all honesty people are just not kind online um and um i always i always remind people that you know even sometimes when i think yesterday i even posted and i was talking about um a scripture and proverbs and it's like like you can be very right in what you're saying but if you're if there's no grace to it um let me pull up the scripture actually if you're not saying it with gracious words it's it's it, it says it's gracious words are like a honeycomb sweetness to the soul and health to the body so it's like if you're saying something and it's not gracious you're not you're not edifying someone you're not building someone just don't say it and i we're in a social media cancel culture has I don't know, it has just given everyone a voice. And so what people do, we can never control. But I always say to people, what we do, we can control. So it's about mm-hmm. checking ourselves. There are things that you, sometimes I'll see something or someone will even say something to me and I'll think, I can say something back to you as I come back. But I need to be so unlike to you. And sometimes I just have to turn it over the cheek or just pretend that I didn't hear it or read it and, you know, and keep it moving. So... Um, yeah, I de- for me, I think people, you can never control what others are doing, but if we're all more mindful about what we're, we're saying, what we're tweeting, um, how we're treating people, how we're reacting to news, it all makes a difference um, as a larger community, because it's easy to kind of point fingers, but like, how, how do we react, even with the whole racism that, that we're now experiencing from the match? You, like, some of the stuff you're seeing, it will cause you to react and it will cause you to say stuff. But it's like, how are we saying it? You know, how are we saying? Because we're, we're, enti- we're very much entitled and valid in how we're feeling. But how are we still being so light and still communicating that? And that, uh, that's how I think that's what we all need to just be a bit more mindful of. Yeah, thinking before you're speaking online and in person yeah. as well, because sometimes I think a lot of the time people get confident behind the screen because it's like oh nothing's gonna happen I haven't even got my profile picture up a lot of accounts with no profile picture some fake name and they're just hey and it's it's tough time because I feel like for the new generation this is what they're growing up around from the get-go from primary school what they're engulfed in yeah life outside of that so when there's no grace online it's hard to accept grace in real life, I think. Yeah, I agree, 100%. I think even Christians, we're very critical of each other. Like, we're very, very critical of each other. Like, we're only showing up grace. Which other, sorry, what did you say? Chandler, Chandler Moore's wedding. Oh, my goodness. Ah, you know, even that alone, I said, ah, what's going on here? <laughs> even that alone, and I said, 
but he's doing an amazing thing. He's, you know, he's gotten married and people are doing this, right? And it's, it's just, it's, we're, we're in a weird, we're in strange, strange times. Um, but we just pray that God will give our, all of us just the grace to do, when we see these things, we don't react, but we show them different and we, we flex differently so that they can see that, you know, this is not the right way. Did you, did you see his, um, his post yeah. about it? He, he, he put it so perfectly. I said, oh, my, my bro, I love him so much. And now I was like, yeah, no, he couldn't have said it any better. As well, when you and when you're confident grace, someone cannot shape that for you. Exactly. So it's important to have grace with self and understand yeah. what God has called you to be and who you are. Then yeah. these opinions online will not shake you. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, thank you so much for chatting with me. It's yeah, been a great it's been a great conversation. Um, so tell everyone where they can find you, uh, if you have anything coming up at all. Oh, um, so, so, uh, um, you can find me on Instagram on socials. Um, uh, I'm on Instagram and on Twitter at Rosalind Barr. Um, or you can just search your community builder. You will find me. Um, I also, um, um, have a podcast, as I said, we release episodes every Monday. So do check it out. The podcast is called at Preacher's Sis um, podcast. Um, and then also, if you're someone that's in finance um, and you work in, in kind of like risk governance compliance, I have a professional network called the GRC Network and we'll just do events. We connect with senior leaders in finance um, that can just help and on certain topics, give their thoughts on certain topics. And if you want to develop yourself career-wise as well, that is something you should, um, should check out. We um, are on LinkedIn and so search for the GRC network or you can just find us online on our website. Cool, really exciting stuff. So you heard it Thank here. You. Follow Roslyn on Instagram, Twitter. I'll probably have it in the description box wherever you're listening from. And if you haven't read our latest blog post as well, you can head to www.masterpgk.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at masterpgk underscore. And I'll speak to you guys soon on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye.